Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Attention to Detail. This is Jacob joining you as always. Very excited to be back today to talk about our second fundamental technique here on Attention to Detail, hearing ideas. We're doing a review of our four basic techniques over the course of the next few weeks. And today we're going to talk about the second one. I apologize for the little delay in getting an episode out. It may be the case that we only put out about one a week or so for the next few weeks because a piece of good news, at least for the Indianapolis community and certainly for myself and my fellow musicians, is that we are back performing some concerts. So I had a concert last night outdoors, socially distanced. It feels kind of incredible to be playing again, to be performing again, even in a kind of limited capacity, but it just stresses the importance of of live music and how, how valuable that is. You know, one thing that I think we've learned from this experience in COVID and as musicians we've noticed in performing is that, you know, I think a lot of people in COVID, whether they're musicians or not, you've noticed things like when you wear a mask, for example, it's hard to read people's facial cues and social cues. And so having a conversation is very different. And we were playing yesterday with masks and it was, totally that way. It's it's odd to not be able to see someone's face when you're playing music. You communicate so much through your face. In fact, as a conductor, it's one of your most expressive tools. But we've also, I think, learned, I'm sure many people have had the experience of trying to hold a social event or something like that on Zoom. And it just is not the same as being in person and interacting with people. And we've totally seen that with live music too. I mean, listening to recordings is okay, but it was so refreshing, so invigorating to actually be there in the flesh making music. I think it was the same way for the audience. They came out in spades. They just wanted to hear live music. So it was a pretty uplifting and, and fun thing to, to see. In any case, let's get on to our technique of the day, which is hearing ideas. Last time we talked about listening attentively, which is the most basic technique, probably, it's really just about listening closely, activating your attention. But I want to talk today about hearing ideas, kind of the basis of this technique, how to do it, some common pitfalls. And as I alluded to a little bit last time, the techniques on this podcast are based on our ability to learn language. There's this idea from Noam Chomsky that we all have a kind of universal grammar so you think about a child who learns language and without being given any sort of rules, you know, when they're two or three years old, they can create an entirely new sentence that's grammatically correct without ever having heard it before. They can say, I want the green ice cream, not the red ice cream. And their parent may have never said that sentence to them before. And certainly they're two years old. They never were taught, you know, here's how to put together a sentence, but they know it somehow. And there's been a lot of research around this topic and the connection between music and language, how we learn music, you know, how we process music. And the main idea of this podcast really is that I'm a firm believer that listening to music is very similar to understanding a language and 
similar to language, we all have this kind of innate faculty to understand music. And so what we're trying to do in these techniques is unlock that kind of universal grammar, if you want to call it that. And we start here with our second technique by hearing the smallest units of music. And so what I've tried to do is, is reduce music to its essence. So these are techniques that should work for Western classical music, what this podcast is mostly about, but also for pop music, for jazz, for Eastern, uh, you know, it should work for Chinese folk music. It should work for Javanese gamelan. Any music should be constructed of some very basic things. And the most, the smallest building block I find of music is ideas. All music has some sort of units that it can be broken into. And what we want to do is reduce music down to those kind of constituent units, or we might call them ideas, and then be able to hear those, build it back up to the large scale, you know, whole piece that we might be listening to. It's very similar to a book. A book is a work of art, but it's made up of chapters, it's made up of paragraphs, and it's made up of words. And so we're kind of trying to listen for the quote-unquote words of music when we're doing this technique of hearing ideas. So how, the first thing is how to recognize a musical idea. And good news, bad news. The bad news is that it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. Part of the reason for that is that music happens incredibly fast. And if you're listening live, you only hear everything once. That's why this is a good technique to practice at home where you can pause, you can go back. But like a conversation, music, listening to music live requires you in some way to be somewhat fluent because in a conversation, someone's not going to slow down and say something four times for you to notice it. If you're not a native speaker, they might, but that's, so we kind of need to be a quote unquote native speaker when we go to a concert hall, if we really want to catch everything. So that's why this is a good technique to practice at home. Identifying, so in that way, identifying ideas is pretty hard. The good news is that there's really no single right answer to this. I mean, I think there are some probably wrong answers as to how you can hear an idea and how you parse music, but we'll, we'll show how there are many kind of different groupings of what might be an idea and there's no real right answer of, oh, that's an idea and that is not an idea. But recognizing ideas can be challenging because, you know, you're trying to get it right. What is what actually is an idea here? And as an example, I'll give you a few kind of standard musical ideas that you might recognize. For example, musical ideas, really, they, they are going to be anything that's greater than one single musical note. So a musical note is just a tone. And once you put two notes together... They start expressing something. So take, for example, just two notes. Already with two notes, you can start suggesting some sort of expression. So think about two ascending notes. An ascending idea has something maybe uplifting or, or rising about it, has some sort of meaningful connotation. You take two descending notes suddenly it has something conclusory or falling or maybe sad about it. 
And you start adding notes together. You have multiple combinations of notes. When you have three, you could have a ascending followed by a descending. You could have two ascending. You start getting worlds of possible meaning. And so an idea can really be anything that's two notes or more. And it's really not going to be much larger than that. They're small musical chunks that we're going to treat as the building blocks for the rest of music. So I want you to try listening to a little piece of, of music, just a few seconds, and try to listen to it and see if you can parse it into a few separate ideas. And like I said, there's no real right answer, but try to use your intuition and just hear how do these notes seem to group together? Are there natural pauses where I would expect a pause between words? Are there, you know, do I hear it in terms of a few discrete units or do I hear this as one thing? And is there a way for me to parse this clip into smaller units? So listen to it. I'll play it right now. You can go back and listen as many times as you want, but try to count up the number of ideas that you, you might hear. So here's the clip. So, like I said, no correct answer. I have a few ideas, personally, about how I parse that. If you counted and you happened to get maybe two ideas, there's a way that I could certainly see that. If you counted and you got five, there's a way that I could certainly see that. Let me divide this up for you so you hear how I would hear these ideas as kind of an example. So, here's the first one that I hear pretty clearly. So that's a small unit. But one way to recognize ideas is, is through those pauses. And it kind of comes to a stop there, and then it goes on. That's the next one. Then For me, that's the next one. And then one more. One thing about this clip, for example, is that many of those ideas have a similar construction. You hear the first two. And then the next one has a very similar lilt and rhythm. The next one, too. It's kind of a combination of the first two. And so if we can start hearing music in those very little chunks, it's a very helpful way to start try, to, try um, listening and applying these techniques of, of breaking music down into something like a language, learning the words, learning its constituent parts. Now, recognizing ideas is very tough. One thing that may help also is just thinking about some, some very common musical ideas that we're all familiar with. So you think about something like the NBC chimes. Boom, boom, boom. 
That's a very simple musical idea, but it wouldn't be the NBC chimes if there were any more or any fewer notes to that. Boom, boom is not the NBC chime. And so that's its own discrete musical idea. Or you think about a piece like Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star separates into some pretty simple ideas. Boom, 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 boom. There's a pause. Boom, 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 boom. Pause. And so on. And so if we have the ability to parse music like that into those ideas, we can really examine those ideas, learn what they might be trying to suggest to us and mean, and then work our way up to listening to big structures again. So how do we actually do this technique? Well, our goal in doing this is to try to hear some sort of meaning in ideas. Meaning is a super loaded concept and, uh, you know, how do we get meaning out of music? That's a very complicated phenomenon, but we are trying to learn to listen to music in a meaningful way that will give us uh, an understanding, that will give us an ability to interpret what we hear. And so that's what this, this technique is about. So we want to start by applying our first technique, listening attentively. So that's going to be important. You want to activate your attention and just start listening to details. The name of this podcast is Attention to Detail, and we want to be listening as closely as we can. So then we want to identify a musical idea. And we want to isolate that musical idea and make sure we've heard it from the beginning to the end. This is really hard, like I've said, in real time. But if you can do it, that's great. If not, you can always go back and listen over and over until you've isolated a musical idea. And then step three, the most important, is we are going to attach to the idea a descriptive, non-musical signifier. So here's where the, the act of interpretation is going to come into play. After you've identified an idea and you've noticed all of the details that are making up that idea, you want to assign the idea a non-musical signifier based on what you've heard and how it sounds. Now, this signifier can be anything. It can be an adjective, a color, an image, a taste, a smell, a fictional character, a, a physical feeling. But one thing that you want to do is, again, as I just said, this the, the name of this podcast is Attention to Detail. You want to try to hear as much detail in that idea as you can and be as specific as possible with your signifier. So if you hear something and it strikes you as a kind of red-ish idea, try to listen closely and say, is that burgundy or is that magenta or is it just plain old red. Burgundy is going to be better than just red. It, it would suggest that you've heard more about the idea and you've come up with a more kind of, you know, detailed interpretation. Ecstatic is going to be better than happy or, you know, miso glazed salmon is going to be better than fish. So try to come up with a very specific signifier. And the goal of this step is to ascribe some sort of meaning to each idea and that's what the signifier is doing. We'll talk a little bit about that in a sec. But then step four, the final step, is kind of ease back into your standard, just attentive listening. So zone in on an idea, especially if this is happening in real time. Try to zone in and hear an idea, assign it a signifier, and then get back into the flow of just listening attentively. 
and then repeat. If you're going in real time, you're not going to be able to catch every idea, but just occasionally zone in, try to hear an idea, and attach this non-musical signifier. So let's try that. For example, you can do it with, I'll play you one of these ideas again, the first one from this clip that we just heard. And I want you to try to listen to the idea, listen again, repeat it as many times as you need, but try to not only listen to, uh, is this an idea? We've already isolated it and this is our idea, but now try to really listen to everything that you're hearing, the melody, other instruments that might be playing, the sound quality. This is where the first technique comes into play. Try to capture all of those details and get a really specific signifier for what you would call this idea. So here we go. Here's the recording. Listen to it as many times as you want, but try to catch as many details as you can. All right, so hopefully you got some sort of signifier there. Again, of course, feel free to listen as many times as you want. A couple key things there, though. It's not just this nice melody. The melody has this kind of airy, sweeping quality, at least for me. But there's also an accompaniment. There's which is, as we might know, a waltz rhythm. It's kind of a light texture. We don't have that many instruments. There's string instruments, so they have this kind of slightly vocal quality, all of that stuff can influence your signifier. And so if you came up with something like, oh, that sounds like a waltz, or that sounds like a couple dance steps, that's great. But what if it's a uh, Viennese waltz from the late 19th century in a grand ballroom with people dressed up, very elegant, and two people have taken center stage and they are waltzing together. And that's just one idea. And part of the key here is to be as creative as possible and interpretive as possible when you're hearing these ideas. So now we've, we've identified an idea and we've attached it as signifier. So then what do we do with the next idea? So let's hear the second idea of this. And again, you can listen as many times as you want, but we've, part of the thing that we want to avoid is that Clearly we're in a waltz movement here. Clearly this is all gonna feel very dance-like, but how is this uh, idea different? How is this giving us some sort of new meaning that we didn't get from the first idea? So try to listen to this next one and attach it an equally meaningful signifier based on how this is sounding different from the first idea, how it sounds by itself, but just treat this as a wholly new idea and give it a new signifier. And it doesn't need to be the same category of signifier. If you heard the first one as teal, you could hear this one as, uh, you know, a light appetizer or a mimosa or whatever. Be creative, attach a signifier, but do it based on the details that you hear. So here's the second idea. Alright, so there you have it, the second idea. This one is a little different. It has a little turn in the middle. It goes It has that little ornamentation, so it gives it a little extra spice. It also isn't, the first one really ascends. This one kind of stays in a similar register. So maybe that influences some of your kind of signifier differences between these first two ideas. But this is what we want to do in our hearing ideas technique. Isolate ideas and give them a signifier. Now, 
a couple clarifications. So like I said already, but this, this bears repeating, music happens too fast to apply this technique to every idea. You think about music is really a constant string of ideas. And so if you're having time, you're having to spend time thinking about what did I just hear? What were those details and what's my signifier? You've already missed probably two ideas. So you won't be able to do this in real time to every idea, but you want to try, as we mentioned, to just zone in and when you hear the start of an idea, listen until it's completion and then take a little bit to think about what did I hear and what did I, what do I think it meant? And this is really challenging in real time. So as I mentioned, better in home with recordings where you can practice this. Now, another clarification, musical ideas contain a huge amount of information if you actually break them down into their component parts. So that first idea that we heard, that had a harmony. You might not even know what harmony is, but that there was a, a harmony involved in that idea. There's rhythm, you know, that's the rhythm of that first idea. There's timbre. We had a few violin sections playing with some cellos and violas. There's uh, articulation, how long or short they were playing. There's dynamics, how loud or soft they were playing. There was melodic contour. All of this stuff goes into one single idea. That's why it's important that we listen to details because we want to hear as much of that stuff as we can. But the great thing about this technique is that you don't need to know what any of those things mean or be able to listen for those things. Because again, we have this kind of innate capacity to feel those things. The harmony of this opening happens to be very consonant and sonorous, and it gives us a nice, happy, uplifting feeling. And that's why this, this uh, first idea sounds kind of consonant and happy and uplifting. And we don't need to be able to analyze that harmony or to say what's making that up. We just listen to the details and attach it as signifier. And this is how you can kind of shortcut the incredibly long and, and tedious process of learning, oh, okay, here's harmony, here's melody, here's rhythm, and here's how those things contribute to the meaning of an idea. In fact, that process doesn't even really work because music is so abstract. You can't really boil it down to, oh, this is a certain harmony, so it should mean this. We have to access our own interpretive faculties to figure out what does this maybe mean. And we have that ability and it's an incredible thing. So you just listen closely and assign a signifier and you've, you've done your job. So this is the most challenging technique that we have on this podcast. And so that's why we do it kind of first after the basic one of listening attentively. But if you can master this or if you can start hearing ideas, the rest will come very easily because this is really the fundamental building block of music. So don't get discouraged listen to music slowly, listen, you know, go on YouTube and listen half tempo and start just trying to hear ideas. And one little trick for hearing ideas as well. Music often, pop music, for example, very, very often clumps into groups divisible by two and four. And so if you hear a pop idea, you know, I was listening last night to a real throwback from my middle school years of the song Yeah by Usher. It has a very simple music idea. Bum, 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 bum. And then it comes in a group of two. Bum, 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 bum. 
that group of two expands to a group of four. Boom, 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 boom. Many pop songs are arranged in this way. They're kind of one plus one equals two, two plus two equals four, four plus four equals eight. And so if you can break music down in that way, you're usually going to hear things in pairs of fours, eights, or eights, fours, twos, and then the single musical idea. That's one way to really help yourself when you're listening to, to music and trying to break it down because it's often, not always, especially in classical music, but often in, in pop music and many times in classical music, grouped in twos, fours, eights. So a couple common pitfalls with this technique, just quickly. It's not worth trying to tell a story with your string of ideas. So more often than not, I think you'll find that you you know, you, you come up with, oh, here's burgundy, oh, here's teal, oh, there's a steak, and that's not really going to give you anything coherent. Most, most music is written without a story in mind, and even music with a kind of clear, non-musical narrative will often appear as a nonsensical kind of string of ideas. So this is not a technique that's designed to, to tell a story, because the way that you get meaning out of music, I think, is more profound than oh, that sounded like a waltz, uh, you know, in a big ballroom. That captures a little element of what we're listening to, but really there's much more kind of deep and profound meaning that is to be gotten from music. And it's not really describable. You can't put it into tangible words. But the reason why we do this technique is because we want to practice ascribing some sort of meaning to ideas. I don't listen in this way now as a, what I would consider a fluent and experienced listener to at least classical music. I'm not going through and going Superman, Turquoise, Oasis, Apoplectic, you know, I'm not just attaching signifiers. I hear music as a string of ideas and that gives me some sort of meaning that's kind of non-tangible, non-verbal, but it's incredibly powerful. And that's what we're trying to get to. This is like a foreign language class for someone who needs to learn the language. The process of ascribing meaning to ideas will teach you to hear ideas as meaningful units. Slowly but surely, if you start doing this, you'll see, oh, maybe I don't need to do this all the time. Maybe I hear an idea and I've gotten the meaning. I don't even need to ascribe a signifier. And indeed, the meaning is not going to be a single signifier it could be different things for everyone. And most of the time it's going to be hard to verbalize, but this is a technique to practice that so that slowly, but surely you start hearing music as a string of tangible and meaningful ideas. So a couple other pitfalls, try not to listen only to the melody. So the melody is the primary voice, the one in this clip we played today, it's but as I mentioned, there's other things going on. And so try to hear not only the melody, that the melody is usually what will help you isolate the idea, but try to listen to as many details as possible because that will give you as specific a signifier as you can. And try not to listen to too long stretches of music. Ideas really, you know, the fundamental building blocks of music are usually going to be between one and five seconds long. If you hear yourself hearing ideas and they're, you know, 15, 20, 30 seconds long, or you heard the clip that we played at the beginning and you thought that was all one idea, that can probably be divided into smaller units. And that's more of what we'll call a group, which is going to come 
in our next technique, because you'll see these ideas clump together often very nicely. But ideas are kind of short iterations, little units of music. They're usually about one to five seconds in length. And that's a common pitfall is to listen to too long stretches of music. So practicing this at home, great thing to do is just turn on a recording of anything. This is a great thing to practice with pop music, your favorite pop music. Because a lot of songs, you think about the song Yeah by Usher that I just mentioned, that really has basically one musical idea that goes throughout the entire thing. And so you get to hear it many times. It gets repeated. It's not a particularly complex song. In fact, the idea is four notes, but it can give you some sort of boom, 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 boom. Oh, that's a kind of rising uh, peppy idea. Boom, 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 boom. That's a kind of conclusory uh, resolving idea. And you get to hear that a million times. So pop songs, your favorite pop songs are a great thing to practice this technique. A great thing for you to practice this technique on. And then listen to some classical music and, and composers like Mozart and Bach, composers who lived 200, 300 years ago, are very good for this technique because often their music will group into twos and fours and eights and their ideas will be very clear. And so I'd start with some older classical music, listen to it slowly, listen to it on repeat, and listen, break it down into short, short chunks. Just listen to 20 seconds of music a day, but many times, and try to hear a couple ideas and attach them signifiers. I think this is the hardest, but also the most valuable technique on this podcast, because this is really, this is like learning words. You know, you can't learn to run until you learn to walk, and this is how we're going to get to hearing larger chunks of music, hearing music interpretively. So this is a one that's really worth practicing a little bit. So as always, I hope this is helpful. I hope you go and try to listen to a few ideas in the car with your favorite pop song or in the context of a live concert. It does feel great to be back performing again. And I apologize for the delay. We will try to get out some more episodes soon. Hopefully, uh, Hannah will be able to join me. I am currently living in a place with no internet. It's been a kind of nice, refreshing, slightly hermetic experience. But one of the challenges that that poses is that you know, many of the 21st century things that we like to do, like podcasting and posting podcasts, is a little more challenging. So I will try to come back soon with another episode. The next few weeks, a lot of performances and stuff like that, but then we will be back full force. So as always, thanks so much for joining us, and we will be back soon with our third technique, a review of our third technique, the grouping technique. Hope everyone is staying safe, healthy, and we will see you back here shortly. Bye.